Merry Christmas, Happy Jainats and Rasnats. Hello everyone, welcome to Imaistic, the podcast that I have a lot of time but not update because university is killing me. How are you guys doing? I hope amazing. It's been a while since I was here, like to gossip and all of that stuff, because the last podcast I recorded was mostly uh, to like um, defend Camila Balieva because all of the Twitter was hating on her so hard and I hate it. And then I say that I was about to record a podcast with my preview of the Grand Prix Final and guess what? The Grand Prix Final was cancelled. Well, first it was postponed but then they cancelled like at the beginning of this week. I don't remember when it was cancelled but I mean it was expected. Disappointed but not surprised. So like um, here I am now ready to do my preview on Russian Nationals, Japanese Nationals, and also talk about um, a couple of things that have been going on on figure skating lately. Like, there have been a lot of um, national competitions, a lot of injuries, and I want to cover up that. So, yeah, let's get started. Okay, so to start, I'm gonna start quickly with two particular Russian interviews that we have had uh, this week, first of all, um, Alexei Mishin, the coach of like a lot of Russian people, um, including currently Mikhail Kolyada and Elizabeth Tutkamishaba. Um, well, he said on an interview that no one will land a quad axle while he's living, um, while he's alive. So, I don't know. I don't know what do you think. Um, I think it's a little bit like exaggerated to say that because like we have had some people attempting it lately, and like Yuzu is way determined and landed. So I don't know. Maybe he wants to die. Yeah, I don't think so. But I mean, I I wouldn't be doing that. that such declarations, you know. But like, if he feels comfy saying that. I guess it's fine. <laughs> and then we have an interview with the Territed Veritas saying a lot of things. Uh, blaming Medvedeva once again. And I don't want to talk about that because um, I don't want to put trigger warnings on weight issues. Wait, yeah. Uh, weight issues at the moment because it, uh, it was bullshit. What she said was bullshit. And then she basically said that what uh, Xenia said on the last interview that she did all was wrong. So I don't know. I don't know how you feel about these guys, but I think Xenia and Neteri are having like a cold war once again. This time, not as directly as the time when uh, Yevgenia did her departure from Sambo 17. But yeah, that kind of thing. Just let Senia be happy once again. Like, she already retired. Like, what's the need? What's the point? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that I haven't mentioned this, but Yevgenia Medvedeva retired. Um, she basically said that she's unable to do flip and lots due to uh, the fact that she's unable to turn her back. Uh, to the left side because it hurts a lot because um, 
she grown with a kind of back injury when she was with Terry that didn't heal the way it should. So like her spine was like incorrectly mm, aligned. So <sighs> it's really sad to hear about that. But I think I understand her. Mm, I'm happy that she's happy because she's pursuing new things. Mm, this is kind of like when how I felt when Alia Mustafino retired, mostly because both of them were my first like interaction with this with their respective sports. Uh, Mustafino was the first uh, artistic gymnast I watched. Yevgenia uh, Medvedeva was the first first figure skating I watched. So I feel like uh, way too nostalgic about it. But, like, she says that she doesn't want to be, like, outside skating at all. Like, I mean, she's still doing, like, this uh, one TV show that I... Uh, ice something, something with the eyes with that uh, with that dude that she was kissy. That we still don't know if they're friends or they're dating or whatever. But she looks happy, by the way. So... Yeah, it's... it's I mean, I feel happy for her. Maybe her career didn't went to the way that she wanted after, well, since the Olympics. But I just hope she's happy. Oh, and I'm actually watching that. Uh, her and Alina Sakitova would take part in the uh, in the gala performances at the Russian Nationals. And yeah, that's that's cool. Like, yeah, Russia is still insisting on having them together for some reason. But yeah. Let's move on. Now, the second live topic I I want to talk about um, is Nathan Chen. He decided to change both of his programs from this season and come back to the programs that he had on the 2019-2020 season. So we will watch um, La Voem and Rocketman once again. And I'm uh, partially divided with this because I love La Voem. is my favorite program from him. I think... Is the closest things he has uh, as a masterpiece in terms of a program. Not to say that his programs are bad, but are not like mm, showcase. No, no, no showcasing. But like, mm, not to be like on my way, 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 way favorites. But Level M is one of the one that is closer to that. Mm. It it lets him show a lot of artistry. I think is one of the less empty programs that he has. So I'm totally here for it. Actually. When he announced at the beginning of the season that he was about to do a new version of Nemesis, I was like, why not to come back to level M? Like, we clearly knew Nemesis was cursed, and it showed duty uh, <laughs> during the Grand Prix season. So... Um, yeah, I'm really happy that he come back to Love Him, but at the same time, I'm a little bit with Rocketman, because while I love the chorus sequence with the hip-hop part, that section is everything that his dubster Mozart uh, wanted to be and clearly couldn't, but at the same time, I'm like, Mleh. because... I mean, if he does changes on the program, I think it will be perfect, because the first half, of that program is empty as fuck. Like <laughs> for real, uh, it's it's just bad. Uh, well, not not bad, but like it's just crossovers. It's just crossovers, jump, crossover, jump, spin, crossover, jump, choreo sequence. Is a step sequence, jump, 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 and then the step sequence, the choreo sequence that is the highlight. 
But yeah, I think if he adds a little bit more of uh, choreo, a little bit more of polishing, uh, a costume that doesn't look like a scrambled egg, I think it will be perfect. So yeah, I'm excited. If I were him, I will have recycled the Philip Glass medley that he used last season. But choices, I guess. Okay, so now let's talk about tough things. Injuries. I don't know what has happened to this season, but everyone is getting injured. Well, I think I have a supposition about it. Like, we have, like, the worst time of the pandemic last season. So, like, everyone was, like, a little bit lost um, without uh, facilities to train, this and that. So this season, since this an Olympic season, if we're lucky enough to have uh, the Olympics... Because, you know, um, I think it was like everyone was forcing themselves to like do better, do more and, and all of that stuff without like going into the consequences of, of what could happen. Because, I mean, uh, by the time of Skate America, we have the news that Kevin Moss was injured. He had to withdraw from the free skate because he was really bad. He has like a contusion on his neck due to the fact that he did poorly on the short program. Like it, it was obviously bad. And like he he said that he was not ready and he didn't want to perform, but the federation kind of like obligate him to do it. So mm, you know, I hate federations. Um, but yeah, fortunately, he's like getting better with that injury. At least he's been, he's starting to be a little bit more consistent and that stuff. And then, um, on the same time on Skate America, we had, uh, the news that Alexandra Trusova was injured. Uh, she was considering the possibility to withdraw from the event, but she didn't. She won, but at what cost? She was really bad. And like, I mean... Let's blame it Terry once again. Because, like, I mean, at this gate, she was doing five quads. And she learned all of them. But she was planning to do five quads in her competition since the beginning of the season. That's crazy. That's irresponsible. Why? For the simple fact that she is, like, I mean, um, quads are dangerous, and we all know that, like, it's not, not because she has landed them doesn't mean that it is not risky to do them. Like, all of the jumps that are risky. But quads, particularly, if you lose a little bit of control, it could end really bad, you know? And the problem with having a program with that, um, that kind of mode of quads is that you cannot... Uh, you you can't like be wanting to pick on all the competitions with that amount of quads, um, like even with men, that I hate to do these comparisons, but even with men, um, who has to start a season with five quads, like times the first program that they do, and maintaining all of those quads consistently throughout all the season. Is not something that you want to do because first of all, um, it's not that that easy to pick with all of those quads to have them all being consistent uh, throughout the season. And then, like, if you force too much, you can easily get injured. So I think that was irresponsible. Like, I mean, I know Plushenko did such a bad management with Sasha also last season, but at least, and it was something that. Lots of people were criticizing him 
uh, at least he wasn't putting all of the quad signs the beginning. Like just look at, uh, I mean, she started with one, with two quads, and she was adding. Um, by the ways that she was recovering them and she was feeling better with them. So, like, I think that was better because she wasn't, like, burning out with all of the squats at the beginning of the season. Because, once again, you can expect him to be peaking with that amount of difficulties throughout all of one season. It's almost impossible. And I think that that's one of the reasons why men are so inconsistent because they're constantly putting uh, so much technical content that maybe they can't sustain through all of the season that they can do like when they're peaking. But it's really hard to pick like for that amount of months. So yeah, I think that was a mismanagement with that. And then we have Darius Ashova, um, that she got injured on the NHK trophy, but then we knew, we, we knew, we realized that she was already injured. She didn't jump for like, she didn't jump for like, she didn't jump for like two weeks prior to the NHK trophy. So it was clearly something that was going bad with that. And what did the coaches do? Nothing. They did nothing. Are we surprised? No, but that's still being bad. She basically um, did a bad take up. Like, if you watch on the reply of that, because it was on the warming up. If you watch on the, on the replay of that, uh, she was already in pain when she take up. And then she fell in. I think she has a um, hip injury. That's horrible. Um, I hope she recovers soon, so, I don't know, it's just horrible, like, she's 15 or 14, something like that, like, it's not something that someone wants to go through, and I'm really angry with her coaching team because of that, and then we also have Aliona Kostornea, who had to withdraw from Russian Nationals due to, um, a wrist injury, um, because she was doing a triple axle, she fell too hard, and she injured her wrist. Um, it was kind of bleh when she got injured, cause um, she was kind of like um saying that she had no permission to talk about the injury. But then at the next day, she posted on her YouTube what happened. So like my. <laughs> But yeah, she looks kind of happy, but it's most likely that she will miss the Olympics because of that. <sighs> it's horrible. And like, if you look at this, there's kind of a path with, well, with Trusova, I already explained the the thing. But with Dasha and Aliona, I think there's kind of a path. Uh, because if you think about it, they're the only two ones that either doesn't have an ultra C element or is... Uh, struggling with getting her ultra C element back and so like not to do suppositions because I don't think that's like a good thing to talk about this because you know but I think that they're pushing them too hard to get those those jumps and this is the result like they're burning them out, them out and they're doing nothing they're doing nothing they're not caring about them but also one of the most concerning things apart from that because we already know that it's here to Berite, uh and coaching staff uh, does not care about the athletes at all but the fact that the parents and the or the other adults that are around them does not care also at all is concerning is horrible and i feel real bad for her, for them 
Then we have Jungju who has like I think a hip injury since like July or something. She said that uh, she hasn't took treatment, but it was her own decision. Mm. But like she's going through that. I just hope she will be okay. Rika Kihira um, had a, like uh, an injury in her foot, I think. Uh, since like last season, I think <sighs> it's a chemist. And she was intending to compete at Japanese National, but she's not fully healed. She will not compete, which puts her again in this situation that she will, uh, that she most likely will be out of the Olympic contention, and that's horrible. I just hope she's okay and that she will be able to rest. Um, I have a little bit more faith now that she's with Brian Orser. I think he's a little bit more conscious about uh, the injuries and the treatment and all of that stuff. I just hope uh, it works. But yeah. And lastly, Yuzuru Hanyu. He got an injury. I think doing a quintuple Zalco is crazy, I know. Um, because he wanted to get more more power to do the quad axel. Once again, it's ridiculous. Um, but now he's back. He's back. He will compete at Japanese Nationals, which I get really surprised because of that. Because, like, I wasn't expecting... Like, when we have, like, less than a week for Japanese Nationals, and he came with... Um, and he hasn't like withdrew, like he he hasn't taken out from the star list. Like I was like, that's suspicious, that's weird. And he's gonna compete. Like I'm really excited for his short, but but yeah, I'm I'm really really excited for his new short program because it's gonna be with the introduction and Brando Caprichosa by Camille Sainz. But it's it's gonna be a piano version composed specifically for him. Uh, I'm really excited, and also both choreographers. He had both of his choreographers, Jeffrey Battle and Shailene Boom, for choreograph that program. So I'm really, 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 really excited, uh, and I can't wait to watch it. I really can. <laughs> okay, now moving a little bit onto the national events, we have Friends Nationals. When I just watch Gabriela Papadakis and Guillaume Cisaron on Islands that they won. The- the free, no, the rhythm dance was a little bit better that they have been doing, scores wise. But I mean, it was a national competition. They always have almost a perfect, perfect score. He, they got like ninety four or something like that. I was like, man, <laughs> not that we can like um, trust that much in national scores. But yeah, and then on the free dance, they did um, some changes. Um, Gabby fell on her twizzles. I don't know. I'm not. Quietly convinced about that risk that freelance. Mm, I don't think it's good. Um, I don't like it, but yeah, choices, choices were made. And then I watched Kevin Amos on on Men, and I loved it. Like on the short program, did he, he did the best program that he done this season. Um, like he fell on an attempt of a quad talk. But everything else was mostly in point. It was better than the that he has been doing. And and I really like that. The free skate. The free skate is my favorite uh, program of this season. Like I'm already saying it. Outro is one of my favorite songs 
ever and he has ma has been made to skate to that song i love it i love everything i love how it builds uh i love the music arrangement that they did for him the way that mm, they putting the last section on the middle and i think it's good because that lets him like uh going to build up the program to start like light because it start really like that music and then end up like on the top because uh outro when it's on the top then it goes down again for the last part with only a piano with a so like putting that on the middle of the program and like continue to raise like the emotions of the music and ending with that butterfly at the end it is just gorgeous it's magnificent it's such a well constructed program and he skated clean the only program the only problem it was that they like didn't calculate it well the layout because with the combination of a triple cycle or the triple cycle he was repeating a third element so the last triple cycle was invalid But um, anything else was on point. I love the program. I love Kevin so much. And yeah, I am happy that he's going to the Olympics. That's everything I need to say. Then the four nationals also happened. And I only watched Katerina Kurapkova. Well, only her first skate, honestly, because I love that first skate. She did really well. I think she only had a mistake on, the, on one of the loops. But I love her. I love that program for her. She's such a sunshine. I just love her. She's she's an icon. She's the moment. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> okay, now going to Spanish nationals. <sighs> Honestly, the only thing that is relevant is the battle between um, Hurtado and Caliavin and Smart and Diaz. We all know it. We're here for it. Okay, so at the beginning of the season, the Spanish Federation said that they were taking uh, Finlandia Trophy, Spanish Nationals, and European scores to decide which team is going to represent Spain at both the Olympics and the World Championships. Um, Smart and Diaz won the Finlandia Trophy, and... We were like watching what was going on, going into nationals, and Martin Diaz won also nationals and with a gap of like eight points. Here's the thing, I love Martin Diaz this season, because before this season I never liked any single one of their programs, but this season their programs are amazing, especially. The free dance. That free dance is gorgeous. Everything goes on point. I think it's the greatest program that got wise made for this season. With that, I'm telling you everything. They give them the program that let them shine. And then on the other hand, we have Hurtado and Caliabin that are my favorite Spaniard theme. <sighs> And um, I love the rhythm dance. It's one of my favorite rhythm dance this season. I think they're one of the only ones doing a great uh, hip hop use of the music. Uh, because, like, well, Kirill, not as much, but Sara is such a performer. She feels the music, she lives with the music, and we can't help 
but stand. So, um, the rhythm dance, I have no complaints about it, but the free dance uh, is kind of uh, not the greatest. Um, obviously, uh, honestly, sorry, I was having such high expectation about them um, since their Orobroi program last season was my favorite because it was gorgeous, it, it was magnificent, and like, I mean, it was choreographed by Antonio Najarro, which, um, who is the, the Spanish National Ballet Coordinator, so like, I mean, it was kind of flamenco, and it was choreographed by Antonio Najarro, so like, you can make an, an idea about the potential about it. But this season, when I watched uh, the music choice, they were skating to Led Zeppelin. And I was like, okay, maybe not like a conventional choice of music, but I think they can pull it through. But when I watched the program the first time, I was like, no, just not. Um, it's, it's difficult to connect with that program because um, the music is not doing as much until the last part, but they are doing, it's like on the last, two elements that they are doing so like um it's not like something that is uh, that easy to connect uh on the contrary with this martin diaz um it's easier to connect with that music because it's it's constantly changing he's doing a lot of rhythms and then they're doing his word fight you know it's 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 different there are different things so like the program is a little bit underwhelming not gonna lie but, that being said, the fact that they're being ap scored apart, like, uh, eight points of difference, having exactly the same base value, and knowing that Hurtado and Kaliavin have better skating skills overall, is like, meh. Because if you analyze, if you look carefully, um, Sara and Kirill have better edges, um, skate closer together and, and all of that stuff. On the contrary, uh, Olivia and Adrian um, are, are a little bit more separated, a little bit more flat on the edges, that stuff. So, like, skating skills wise, Hurtado and Kaliavin are better than Smart and Diaz. And that's like, okay, on components, I can totally say that maybe. Well, on interpretation, performance, composition, I can clearly say that Smart and Diaz are above of them. But being above on all of the PCS categories, knowing that mm, the skating of Hurtado and Kaliavin are overall better, mm, you know, I'm a little bit... Um, and then, like, if you watch... I think it was it is it's kind of weird because most of the Spanish people was saying was already conspiring against uh Saren Kirill saying that they paid to the judges that Chulin's mafia was doing movements in order for them to go to the Olympics that Sara's family have influences on the Spanish Federation and watching them scoring like eight points behind Smart and Diaz is like. Are you really sure about it? I wouldn't be that sure about it if I were you. Um, and I don't know, like, maybe some people were expecting or telling Kaliavin to score out, outscore Smart and Diaz um, during this uh, 
uh, during nationals because um, usually the Spanish uh, judges uh, like Hurtado and Caliabin a little bit more, but this wasn't the case. Like, just look at the GOE that uh, Smart and Diaz got on their twizzles. Like, <laughs> just just look at that. They got a plus four and those twizzles were messy as hell. So, you know, it's just like a little bit of that. I agree that Smart and Diaz should have been above Hurtado and Caliabin. Also in the nationals, but not with the, with such gap. I don't think with such gap, because they're like they're not different on on qualities of skating. Like, no, no. And the fact that uh, Urtav and Kaliavin got a less score than their personal best this season on a national event, um, and with a better skate because they did a better skate that they did at the Rostelican Cup. Uh, that just tells you. Not everything, but like you can see there, are, you can see in which side the federation is. You can clearly see that. And I mean, I was like a little bit, I was expecting it since it was uh, it was announced that uh, the Olympic Channel was doing the Onetch series and that they were mm, starting uh, that series because like there are more more pairs under the Ice Academy of Montreal who have more realistic well who are not that in a battle for the for the Olympic spot as uh, smart and DS are but yet they choose it so like whether you want it or not uh, you want to admit it or not Isense is a lot about politics and obviously being <laughs> uh, being promoted on a uh, on a TV show, it helps. It helps a lot with PR. So, you know, eh, you can see it. But anyway, I do think that Smart and Diaz, by what they've done this season, um, deserves to go to the Olympics. And I think it will be most likely that they will go to the Olympics unless uh, they do disastrous on uh, at Europeans. But if they go, they clearly deserve it because I think they've been the superior theme this season but yeah I think uh, there's a lot of things to like analyze and like especially with other people that was saying that basically uh, Urtado and Kaliabin were uh, well both judges uh, in their favor when it's the clearly not the case and we're watching uh, opposite results at Wardy saying so like you know eh, they're Spaniard they colonizers whatever Okay, now, going to the upcoming nationals, I'm gonna say my predictions for the next competitions. On Russian nationals, on men, I expect Mikhail Kolyada to be first, honestly, because he has been the only, well, not consistent, but uh, among all of the inconsistent skaters, I think he has been the most consistent. <laughs> That sounds horrible, but yeah, I think he has the most realistic chances to 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 get to the to the gold once again. So like, yeah, I hope so. And he will come back to the white crowd. So I'm totally here for it because Schindler's list was trash, and the white crowd is a masterpiece. You know that it was my favorite uh, program last season. So you know, that's it. Then on second place, I'm expecting Yevgeny Zemenenko. <clears throat> I know he had a little bit of uh, consistency issues during the Grand Prix, but he's usually... Well, I, I mean, at least last season, he was way too inconsistent at the beginning of the season. But then he started to do 
better like by this time of the year so I hope he gets uh, silver because I love him he is one of my favorite Russian skaters and then on bronze I am expecting Peter Gumenik to get the bronze I know maybe I'm a lost cause because the judges don't necessarily like him they always underscoring him and he's not the most consistent but everyone is inconsistent on here so I'm having hopes on Peter Gumenik to get a medal on the podium and probably an Olympic spot because I want him to go to the Olympics, he deserves it. We deserve to watch his Spartacus program on Olympic ice because it's brilliant and the costume is the greatest thing I've seen in my entire life. <sighs> Thank you. Ah. Then, on pairs. Honestly, the only thing that I'm expecting is Pavlyushenko and Cody Keen to win. Maybe a little bit Alaska's again. But they are the only Russian pair that I'm liking this season. Like, with great programs, original programs. They're not the most artistic, and we know. But they've been creating programs for them according to what they can show. And I'm totally here for it. I'm like, you know, I, I, I love her. I love her. I love them. But yeah, I don't think it's realistic. Um, maybe sneaking onto bronze, but I don't think if the others skate mostly well. Um, uh, well, I don't know because they always underscore on components. But you know, you know, at least at least their short program deserves a thing on compositions because who else is doing that? Who else is doing that? I don't think anyone else is doing that. So you know, just saying. But well. Um, honestly, I don't know what's gonna happen with Paris, cause like, I love, uh, the rest of Morozov, Michelin Galdiamov, Boykovac, Kozlovsky, and Pavlyushenko and Kodikin are really great pairs, but they're inconsistent, all of them are inconsistent, uh, in one way or another, because we have the rest of Morozov, who never pick at the right time, they're always missing things, then Michelin Galdiamov, last Nationals, they were a mess, uh, and this season, like, on the show program of the Brustelecom, they did a mistake. So, you know, that thing, those things happen. And then, um, Boyko and Kopslovsky have been a mess, like, since last season. So, they haven't had, like, a clean, a clean set of programs, like, short program and free skate. Um, they haven't done that, like, since Europeans of 2020. So, you know... Palushenko uh, and Kodikin, they haven't shown like a clean set again this season, but they cool. Hopefully they win. Then, on Isans, I think it's obviously that on gold we'll have Sinitsen and Katsalapov, I don't need to um, elaborate more on that. On second place, I'm obviously expecting Xepanov and Bukin, I want them on first, but yeah, sad things. Um, well, hopefully. Now that they add uh, Nikolai Morozov to their coaching team. But he sucks. He clearly sucks. But now that Morozov is with them, uh, maybe he could move a little bit of influences. I mean, he's kind of doing that with her, with his daughter. Just saying. Just saying. And on um, third place, I would love to have Sigurski and Moreira. But I think if we are, realistically, Davis and Smolkin are gonna take that. If they don't give them the silver, because at this point, I don't know what to expect. 
Like, I mean, as a Richard Barita said on an interview, that the only favorite that she has is her daughter. And it shows with influences because, like, they're getting a Bobby thing on a rhythm dance. Like, <sighs> this is Alaska House, once again. So, yeah, that, those are my predictions for dance. Then, on women, on first place, I'm obviously expecting Camila Valieva for obvious reasons. Second place, Anna Sherbakova. And third place, I think that was the most controversial because you could go either to Trusova, Tutkamisheva, or Kramik. Like, it depends a lot. I would love to have Trusova on third, uh, mostly because um, that will most likely end her spot to the, to the, uh, to the Olympics. I... I the problem here is that she was in Europe, so we don't know in which shape she is. But I think it will be wise for her to only do two quads. Because I think with two quads, she will be um, um, solid enough to beat Tutkamishova. I think the only one that she has to beat, uh, if she wants to steal an Olympic contention, is Yelizaveta Tutkamishova. Because she has been consistent with the triple axles and all of that stuff. But if Drusova can outscore her, I think it's most likely that we will see her on the Olympics. So, yeah, I think I think that's it. Uh, I wouldn't count uh, Maya Kromik out, to be honest. But I don't think the Federation likes her as much. So I don't think they're going for her to, to go to Olympics as much. Unless she kind of appears with requads or something, but... Aside from that, I don't see it. Which is a shame because I love Kramik so much. And I think you could probably see him by this podcast, but yeah. Okay, now going to Japanese nationals. On pairs, I have no idea. Because... Miura and Kihara are not gonna compete. So, an ice dance. On first place, I'm hoping and I am expecting Muramoto and Takahashi to win that. And probably go to the Olympics. I feel bad for um for Katsubara and Kalita because they've been like fighting for that spot. Well, they they've been ensured that spot with a lot, but then uh, Muramoto and Takahashi comes out and outscores them at the NHK. So you know, but I think honestly, I I think it deserves like Muramoto and Takahashi have improved a lot since last season, like. Especially, like, I think the advantage that we have is that they are recycling the, uh, the freelance. So, like, if you compare the freelance from last season and the um, freelance that they are doing this season, the changes are really noticeable. They've improved a lot. And I think they deserve it. Honestly, I think so. But, yeah. Then, on women, I expect Karisa Kamoto to be first. Then on second, Wakaba Higuchi, and on third, Maimihara. Taking in consideration that we won't see, um, uh, we we won't see what, what was that? Oh yeah, Rika Kihira, unfortunately. So yeah, even though um, Karisa Kamoto said that she's not in the top shape because she was kind of ill after the NHK. So, if she misses something, I can totally see Wakaba going into first. And I would love that because if she gets first on Nationals, there will be no argument for not to send her to the Olympics. And you know I want her on the Olympics because she deserves it. So, yeah. 
I think that's it. And also, like, the third place, like, it depends a lot of consistency because a lot of the skaters have, like, a miscurrent potential. But it could go also to, I don't know, um, Manakawabe or or Satoko Miyahara, even to... Torino Matsuike, you know, anything might happen. And I know with men is a little bit difficulty because we don't know in which shape Yuzu is. But I trust in him, so I expect him to be first. <laughs> I'm sorry. Then on second, Yuma Kagiyama, because obviously the Federation is pushing for him and he has been quite consistent. Not on the shore, but I know, you know. And also he has like the... Uh, like the advantage is that he's world silver medalist, so you know. And on third, Shoma Uno. Because yes. And yeah, that's it. That's it. We did it. We did it. So well, this was everything that has been going on on Fever Skating lately and what's going on on the future. Um, I hope you like this program this program, this podcast. And yeah, I hope you're having an amazing day. The next time you will watch me in here is going to be um, saying what happened with Russian and Japanese nationals. So um, let's expect me to be a clown with the predictions that I made. Thank you. And yeah, this was everything from me. I hope you like this podcast if you like it. Um, I would love if you want to follow the podcast, if you want to share it. It's obviously great. Appreciate it. And yeah, I don't know what else to say, so have an amazing day, have an amazing life, that's it for today, and bye!